on. And we are recording with Miss Laurel Guillen and your book, A Bellwether Christmas, which is absolutely wonderful. It was an absolute oh. much needed change of pace. I've kind of been stuck in my own head for the last couple of days. And after a while interviewing people about like war and finance and corruption and kidnapping you kind of hit a point where you're like why am i soaking my brain with this information every day and this was just such like a a happy loving warm book and i moved up to portland maine about a month and a half ago to see family and all that good stuff but i also really really like the cold and every day i've been like where's the snow and i haven't had any yet and i've Uh-oh. kind of been a little upset and i Uh-oh. woke up today this morning the day we're doing this episode and opened my blinds and it is it still is just snowing like no tomorrow so oh, right let it snow i took it as a good sign that this it was supposed to happen today but with that miss guillen please introduce yourself well i'm i'm laurel gillen or guillen oh <laughs> and um uh, uh, what, what am I? I'm, uh, well, some people know me as uh, Michael Gillen's wife, uh, and you've had Dr. G on your show, and mm-hmm. he he's, uh, does a podcast, uh, Science with God with, with Dr. G, and uh, he used to work for ABC News and all that other stuff. Um, uh, we met at Cornell when he was a grad student, and I was an undergrad. And uh, then we started dating uh, out of Cornell. And so we, we've known each other for a long time. Um, and I've been, I had a, a career as a journalist. I did, uh, I started out in radio, radio news. Then I did newspaper editing and newspaper and magazines. And then I ended up at uh, local television in Providence, Rhode Island. And um after that, I ended up working uh, as a production manager and a freelancer with my husband's company. So I've been kind of mad. We, we figured out that, you know, having two TV on air people in the same family was going to be nuts. So, and I was like, not that into it anymore anyway. So uh, I, I kind of uh, ended up doing that. And we ended up making a movie together and doing a lot of fun stuff. It's been quite a quite a ride. And uh uh, this was something, writing a book is something I've always wanted to do and never had uh, the inspiration to do it, uh, you know, an inspiring enough story. Because, you know, writing a book, it's like making a movie. I mean, you have to really be invested in your topic. You know, there are people who, okay, they just write because that's their job uh, or they make movies because that's their job. But in terms of if you really want to make, uh, write a book or, you know, make a movie, uh because you want to say something, you, then you really have to wait for the right the right story to come by. And uh, this kind of just downloaded into my brain uh, a few Christmases ago, all in one piece, just like, and it wasn't even anything I was expecting because I'd long since given up on, on uh, doing a book uh, and there it was. And I wrote it and that's how it came about. But there's also so a longer, longer story behind that if you want to hear it. Sure. If if we could real quick, not real quick, though, I kind of want to hear your could you expand on the on the download? Because that's something that I've heard from other authors before. That's something uh, I don't do it anymore. But I was very into, as your husband knows, I was very into graphic design for several years. And like you're talking about 
I, even with this podcast, if your heart's really not, I can do, I can do an interview that I don't want to do. Like I'm not, I do yeah. have that, that white Irish Catholic Puritan, just, you know, discipline work, shut up and work, be happy yeah. you have work. I know how to do that. But in terms of that works a little more for something like, uh, if you're working at like a warehouse or you're going to the gym, you can grit your teeth and yeah. do it. But in terms of in the creative space, yes, you do. And it sounds, you know, snobby, but like your heart has to be there or it's very apparent that it's not. Right. And you can find that with graphic design. I can find it with this podcast. I've never done writing, but I imagine it's the same in writing that if, the same. if the spark isn't there, if there's not that live wire, you're kind of making a painting without color and it's, you can do it. You you can do it. You can make it. It's just, you can yeah. tell there's no, there's no warmth. There's no love behind it. And right. um, that being said, so along with the interest, um, but then there's also the, the download. Uh, and I'm glad you used that word because I, I've described that to my mom. So I, there are some graphic design pieces I'd make that would take me 80 hours to make. And, you know, my mom would be like, Cause I'm a biology major. My mom would be like, how did you not tell her? I'd be like, I was walking on the treadmill, zap, there it is. And I'm like, oh, that's what I have to do. And right. it's the most, it's the most psychedelic experience to get a download of a fully fleshed out thing and be like, this is what I have to produce now. So we'll get into the longer story. But if I could just kind of hear your, your exp experience or explanation of the download experience if you could yeah that it. was that was interesting i know it was around christmas time it was at, just after christmas i believe in january and I, I i think i was he was coming out of church or something like that and it, it was just the kind of thing where all of a sudden this whole plot came into my brain and i was like oh my goodness uh, and it was it was a total surprise because as i said i had uh I didn't think, you know, I, I was, had put writing books aside. I wasn't even thinking about doing that kind of thing. And um, it was so instant and so uh, detailed that I just ran home and wrote it all down. It, it came out to like three pages and it ended up being, you know, pretty much, you know, I ended up changing it a little as I went, but that was pretty much it. Uh, and when I, when I did it, it's because I made some connections uh, I made some some connections that my brain had probably just been sitting on for a while and just God said, okay, now is the time. <laughs> and he just kind of opened that little spigot and shoot, it all it all downloaded. Uh, Aldous Huxley refers to it uh, in uh, The Doors of Perception. He calls it the mind at large. He calls it the spigot or the faucet to where your waking everyday brain is actually working to keep most of reality out because it's too overwhelming. And then every once in a while, God, whatever you want to call it, turns it and creativity just flows out. And you're like, there it is. There's right. the thing. And it just falls out in your lap. You have no idea what it is, but there is like an overwhelming sensation of like, I need to write it down. Yeah. And then, and then you take your time and actually flesh it out. And like you said, it's, you know, three pages. Well, obviously you have to turn it into the book, but like, it's one of the, I don't know. It I, Sometimes when I get that, I almost feel fraudulent because I'm like, I didn't make this up. Like I found it. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> right, finding right, a hundred dollar right. bill. You're <laughs> like, I didn't earn this, but it's mine now. Like it's, 
it's a very yeah and that's kind of really all there is to explain anyone that hasn't had that experience i mean it is yeah you get hit by like a bolt of lightning and then it's there yes there's really not much more to explain than that it's just my husband and i were were just watching a movie i've been wanting to see this movie you should see it by the way it calls it it's called as it is in heaven it's a swedish movie uh made i guess about um, about 2004 2005 was nominated for uh academy award for foreign language film um and it's it's a wonderful movie um we we haven't finished it we started watching it and there's a line in there where the the main character who is this brilliant conductor uh says to this to this uh church choir he says to them you know all the music just just think of all the music as already being out there mm-hmm. he says, and you're just going to take it down yeah um, and and he's he's got them thinking along these lines and he's and it's 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 a, it's a wonderful movie you should see it uh and um i'd heard a lot of good things about it, but it, i i thought of that when you said that you know it's kind of like it's almost like it's out there uh and and we're plugging into it if we're if we're and you know part of our being creative is being plugged into that and uh and and in my life of course i think um that that comes from god so the more i'm plugged into what he wants the more i'm i'm ready for when he you know gives me things yeah think of it as already being made i mean um this where i so today's friday december 16th 2022 i started the podcast three years and four days ago it's gone through many iterations and Uh this studio in in my apartment is like the newest form but like even how it looks uh, i'll try to move the camera around oh i like the lights uh, those little strip led strip lighting this all came I, it was uh it was this past summer i was, I was literally i was woken up i woke up i was in a i was in a hotel and I was getting ready to fly out to my little brother's uh, bachelor party and i meditate as i do every morning meditate pray and i was sitting there and just it just kind of zapped i just had this idea of i mean truly it, you can't see it all but exactly how it's laid out it just all kind of came down like in my lap and I was like, oh, there it is. That's what that's the thing I'm going to make now. And it, yes. Yes. and that's happened multiple times in my. But I have found to kind of continue on this thread is. um, It's really frustrating when you try to force it and you're like, where was that? How do I get the next one? And it's just yeah, right. nothing no, there. Nope. Nope. It's flipping nope. through a book and there's just empty words. You're turning up, you're emptying your pockets. You're like, where are my keys? And you just you're trying to force it. You're like, where's the. Where's the magic? And like, you can still create. It doesn't have to be a download, but like, yeah, man, there's really nothing compared to it to when you just get yeah. the zap and you're like, it's, I mean, it is the divine inspiration. Yeah, and, that's uh, it. That's it. That's, uh-huh. uh, I'm kind of right now, I think, you know, in a spot where like, I've been, I'm not really, really even realizing it now until I'm talking with you just kind of been off for a couple of days. And I think it's because I don't know where like the next thing is. And, mm-hmm. you know, with this podcast, it's, it's terrifying. I never know what lays more than a week out. And when I look back over years and I can look at the actual numerical data and see that it's growing, it still gets very intimidating when I don't know where the next, where the next growth spurts coming from. And I have unsuccessfully tried to just 
you know, truly give it up to God and be like, I'm just going to keep working hard and it's going to work out. And it's, it's done it so far, <laughs> but sometimes you do, you know, you're on a road at night and the headlights only show so far in front of you. And you're like, I sure hope this road keeps going. And I think that's well, kind you, of... I mean, when you say that it's funny because, you know, I heard once somebody uh, in a sermon or something, somebody said, you know, it says that, you know, God will be a light, a lamp unto your feet. And, you know, when you hear that, you know, you've, you've heard it a lot. Oh, he's a lamp unto you. And you feel, okay, so he's going to, you know, show me the way. Well, you think about it. It's a lamp unto your feet. That doesn't show you very far. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so the, he's not saying there's where you're going to be. There's the whole vista. There's your life. There's everything. No, oh. he's saying, I'm showing you where to take the next step and you have to just take that. Yeah. And that kind of is. And that's scary. Sure. Because aside from that little space of light, there's just nothing <laughs> or darkness or whatever. So, but that's what he's saying. He's saying, trust me, take that next step. I'm showing you where the, you know, where the next step is. And uh, that's, that's why you have to, you kind of, that's what, that's part of the whole surrendering, you know, to it. Like you said, it's hard because your, yourself wants to go, well, ah, I, I want to do that. Ah, you know, no, you know, you really, you really do have to surrender to it so, because that's the way, it, that's the way it, it ends up moving the best. It, uh, it's the surrendering and yeah, the mind, the ego wants the roadmap. I want to see right. the hundred miles. I want to plot out <laughs> where I'm going. I want to know, I wanna I need know to... where I'm going. Yeah. And then, <laughs> And then you and like, and like your rational mind, you do have to like look back at your path and be like, it's worked out perfectly. Whenever you look back, you go, it has worked out perfectly. And then there is just some weird, you know, never have I woken up and really hope the sun was going to rise this morning. I've yeah. just assumed it's always uh -huh. going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yet. When I look back at my own three-year journey on this podcast, and it's always worked out perfectly. I mean, like a Swiss watch, just just perfect, like a Rube Goldberg right. machine, just everything falling in a space, just like Tetris. Yeah. And then I instantly get amnesia and go, but now it's going to fail. I have no right, idea what's coming. Right, 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 right. And you know, eventually you start to realize, you're like, okay, this is a form of surrendering. You have to trust. And then I kind of get not angry, but yeah, no, I would say angry, confused. I'm like, but why, why does it have to be trust? Like, why, well, how come I just can't see where I'm going? Why does it have to be this, this weird daily, like initiation ritual of like, do you have faith? Do you trust? And yeah, I don't really have an answer for that yet. It just kind of seems to be what it is. And, but to go back to what you just said though, is the daily surrender you kind of made a good point. You said that's when it works out best. Mm -hmm. Could you maybe expand a little more on, on that? Well, because I think it gives you when things, you know, you say everything has worked out perfectly. Things don't seem to work out perfectly in the present. Sometimes No. Uh, sometimes it's only when you look back because you, you're not seeing everything that's going to happen. And when you're just focusing on, you know, I, I, I said one time, it's like people make these elaborate plans, you know, into the future and stuff like that. 
and it's pretty ridiculous. You know, I mean, you you really you can have some goal general goals, but in terms of really planning your life, you uh, you know I think uh, you, six months tops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, best case scenario, six months. Yeah, really. And anything beyond that, you're just being you're just wasting your time. Um, and I think when you have that attitude that okay. You know, I don't know everything that's going to happen. I don't know how things that were that were bad in my life are going to ever be good, but or I'm ever going to look back on them and say, "Oh, that's good." But then it happens. So you know, these things keep happening to you. Then you get in a, in a better attitude and you stop trying and worrying about certain things, hmm. and it makes your life on a daily basis much more pleasant. So, yeah. I mean, you can struggle against it every day and, and, you know, just, just, just beat your head against the wall. But, but like you said, that's, you know, you, or you can, or you can figure out, you know, the secret to life. No, it, it's, it's one of those secrets to making your life just a little more, uh, uh, a little more calm, settled, uh, a little less panicky, a little less worried, a little less, you know, all that stuff, because, you know, you can keep reminding yourself, you know what? It, it, it always worked, worked out. out. It's always worked out. It's always worked out. Yeah, that is a good point. Just it always works, and eventually you kind of just throw your hands up, and you're like, "I must. I'm just gonna assume the sun's probably gonna rise tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my feet are probably gonna be able to carry me to the kitchen. Yeah, that's right. When I, when I flip the light on, the light's gonna come. There are just certain things where you're like, you know what? Maybe, and it really is. I always just get this mental imagery of like, um like a really complex, like, like bridge, like a, not even suspension, bridge, just like, you know, all the girders and rivets and everything. Right. And I always just kind of get this imagery that I'm like walking across just like a bottomless Canyon. And like this bridge is just forming up underneath me, almost like a bunch of like Lego pieces all flying together and perfectly... giant steampunk uh, contraption. Yeah. You know, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like a giant steampunk Swiss watch gears, but it all is just, perfectly forming up beneath me and it's terrifying because when you look 10 feet in front of you you're like that's a drop into a thousand miles of nothingness but after 32 and a half years of the bridge forming up beneath you every step of the way eventually you kind of do have to like ask yourself like are you really you really think today's the day that it stops like that's a that's a bold assertion. I know. And you really have to think too, do I really, is it really me that's causing this? No. And that's the, and then that's, so, and then you get into the, yeah. Yeah. So then again, then you're saying, you know, you know, you don't have that kind of control over things. And, uh, and that's what makes you say, well, maybe I should be grateful to something else besides myself. Cause I sure as heck haven't gotten myself out of all these messes. Yeah. It's, I saw a quote or someone left a comment. I don't even know anymore, but I saw it there was a quote that passed my eyes. I don't know where it's from, but it was, uh, all we know is that we are here and that we are now everything else. All other human understanding is moonshine. And it's, I'm kind of getting more and more in tune with that where you're right. It's like, am I even doing this? Am I just, you know, you watch a movie, you don't, you never think it's you a really good movie. You might get sucked into, mm -hmm. but you know, you ever have those moments where you're scared or something and you're like, you look around you're in a theater and you just yeah. see the lights on the floor and you're like oh wait i'm just i get that more and more where i'm like, oh this is intimate oh what all oh, this is going on i got 
do the podcast. I got to set up my apartment. I got to find more guests. And then sometimes deep in meditation or prayer, you kind of get this sensation of like, am I doing, am, am I just watching this? It's a great movie. <laughs> am I watching this? And then like a movie, you start to get less and less scared and more like, oh, this is fascinating. I wonder how it turns out. I wonder <laughs> right. what turn it takes. Yeah, I can get a little detached there. That's be that's better. A step, take a step back. Like some of the best times ever is when your favorite band or artist releases an album and you sit down and listen to it for the first time and you can never get it back, but it's the first time you hear it. And that's so much better than like the thousandth time you've heard it. Mm -hmm. And you got to wonder then, is that is that the gift of God? that what we take as terror, what the, how is it going to work? I don't know what's coming tomorrow. Do you need to shift your mindset and instead go, you know, when someone sees a really good movie and like your friend hasn't seen it, what, what do you say to them? Oh, I wish I was you. I wish I could see it for the first time again. Because you know, you know how it ends. You know how the Harry Potter goes or the Lord of the Rings or the Saving Private Ryan, whatever. Yeah, I've seen it. You can never watch that like nail biting football game again. You're like, I, I know how it ends. I get, I don't get the, you know, you're like, I've, I've watched it a million times. Mm -hmm. Is that then the gift of God is uh, you get to watch it for the first time and yes. it's don't be scared. Like, watch it. It's great. It's the best movie ever. And like you're mess, you're ruining it by being scared. Like, not not ruining it, but you're not. You're not taking it all in. You're maybe not enjoying every little like flavor of it. Yep, I'd say so. And I'd have to say, when I was writing this book, I oh, was yeah. enjoying every moment because there were times when I sat there going, "How am I going to do this? What am I? You know, am I am I going to have the time or whatever?" And I would sit down and say, what am I going to say now? And then I would just feel love. I would just feel so much love. And I had so much love for the characters. Um, and so then it would just pour out. And that, when you talk about the spigot too, that's part of the spigot, I think, of creativity is is love. It really, uh, it, there's some connection there because I couldn't have written this book without it. And it's, it's apparent. I mean, when I was reading it, I just... I got the, I don't know, I just, in my mind, it was just that sort of like, maybe it's from childhood, but that's just like softness of like the old Disney movies you grew up well, in. Well, you know? it's funny that you said that because I, I kind of wrote this as the kind of book I would have loved when I was 10, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, what the kind I of like, book I liked loved. it at 32 for the record. Yeah, I know. I know. In fact, <laughs> most of the people who tell me, you know, I haven't heard that from that many kids. I don't know how many kids have written it, but a lot of, I've read it. A lot of adults have, and they all love it. And they all say like, this is like the kind of book I, I love to read Yeah. when I was younger. And um, so that's the kind of feeling I, and that's the kind of feeling that a good book gives you. And that's what mm. I wanted people to have that feeling when they finish reading it. Um, like they had, you know, what did they say? I, you know, I had no pretensions to literature because, you know, literature is like, you know, giving you a, some kind of insight into the human condition. But this was just a little, this was just a little um, uh, uh, window into the human condition, so to speak. But I wanted it to be something that would leave you with a good, good feeling. Um, and, and uh, you know, that was what I was really aiming for. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's why it, it took it took love to write it because you have to feel that love coming off the page. Hmm. And uh, 
I will say that kind of a little um, stuck out a little bit. And I don't know if this is maybe like another doorway or a thread pulling onto something else you would do in the future. But you did give a, not that I've ever been in combat, but I've interviewed a lot of guys that were, and they'll talk about when time slows down. I mean, I've literally interviewed Delta Force, like CIA guys, like in the, like Jason Bourne life. And you kind of nailed it when like the way the sun's setting, the way the temperature is dropping, and there's almost like an oxygen sucked out of the room. And I think, what did you say? A shadow in a shadow. Yes. There is that. The hair. And again, I say this as a guy with a biology degree that does a podcast while wearing slippers, but I can live vicariously through the Delta Force and Navy SEAL operators I have interviewed, and they will all write along the same lines. Is all of a sudden, yes. it's like the sound gets turned down, and you see every like rock, you see the outline of every leaf, right? And there's just this moment of like zero, and it's like something's wrong. <laughs> and like it kind of yeah, sticks know, out because know, it it is a very like warm like disney you know beautiful well, but there thing. is there is some peril and some action and uh and then uh you know you have to think too uh in in a in, when people are in a crisis that is the kind of thing that does happen to them and also when they're doing something i i asked my brothers once because they were all athletes and i said to them did you ever have that feeling where time slowed down and one of them, I forget which of them said yes, that, that he was running down a field with a, with a ball, with a football, I think it was, uh, or maybe it was a basketball because they played a lot of different sports. And he had that feeling where he, you know, he was just, he, he just knew every, every second, everything around him, knew where he was, knew he was going to get where he was going, knew that everything else was slower than he was. He it was just, it was just one of these things that just stretched out. Uh, so I think that's, that's part of it when you're, uh, and I, and, and that was fun. That was fun writing that because, because I, I, I thought, well, what, what would I, how would I feel in that situation if I was that character, you know, who's, who's immediately got to make some very quick decisions. So, uh, and Bart, uh, Bart's, uh, you know, uh, he's a lot of things, uh, impetuous, headstrong, uh, you know, impulsive, but he, he's also brave. And uh, he, you know, he processes everything and then makes the right decision. So I thought there are also some kind of beautiful. Have you ever read The Alchemist? I started reading it. I never I don't think I ever, ever ended up finish, finishing it because I was very curious about it. So a lot of people had mentioned it, but I, I didn't you know, I don't think I I finished it. I remember thinking, OK. Yeah, I, it was one of those things I had always heard, like, you got to read it, you got to read it. And I think I had tried to read it before, but I remember I eventually did listen to it on audiobook and I liked it. But one thing I've always liked about it, and it's not unique to The Alchemist, but that's just the example in my mind, is the kind of, I think there's a line from it, and it's like all the world's lessons can be like inscribed onto the head of a pin. Or like there's basically saying like there's only a couple lessons in life but it manifests in such a multitude of ways that it can look like Da Vinci and the ancient pyramids and stealth bombers and quantum mechanics. But it's really, it's the same, almost Joseph Campbell hero's journey esque. It's, it's just repeating and manifesting in many different ways, but it's the same, it's the same things. And you do have those brief moments in this where it seems like 
it's all you get these i don't know if i'm putting it right all the planets kind of aligning these brief glimpses into reality where it's well we have like a ruler who cares for us and the ruler has a ruler and the ruler has a ruler and you know and they they pay tribute to the the knights and the knights pay tribute to the king and the king must have a creator and you get these brief it is almost the sort of that trust that surrender we were talking about earlier or for mm-hmm. a brief moment like our puny minds do get a glimpse at the grand design mm-hmm. and it's it's calming it's loving you're like oh and then you know it dissolves back into chaos but <laughs> i think yeah. you, you did you did do a good job with that and it's even just the you know why you know i wish i could be free i wish i could run around and it's like well you know why are you with the owner well the owner feeds me and you know gives me a nice place to sleep and it's like well vice versa you know yeah they you know might want to go be a merchant or go play in a town or something but you do just get these tiny little I don't know if I'm putting it into words correctly. Yeah, I know you were going. You switched from a from a animal character to the shepherd, but I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, it it it's it's that you know they have uh they have all these decisions and all these choices, and but when you see them, sometimes you can you can you can understand them. Uh, even though we're talking about you know the 13th century in central Italy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's it's universal. It's and you know, there's some very universal things about uh, the characters and what they go through. Um, and and it's interesting. I wanted to I wanted to tell you that so I don't forget the kind of history you because you were talking about the download. And oh yeah, I'm sorry. I can, about I can, the I can completely sidetrack. I know, I but the thing about the download is that it came. Uh, there were kind of like three events in my life that it took before this download could happen. And that, and it took over 20 years for those three things to come together. So the first thing is that uh, uh, over 20 years ago, I took my little 80 year old grandmother to Italy. Okay. She had never been outside the country, didn't have a passport, um, uh, very devout Catholic and always wanted to go to Rome. And my uncle was going to take her. Uh, and then my uncle died and, um, I heard about an ecumenical group that was going with a, a friend of, uh, a friend of the family was going and she was an older woman and they were, I, I was like, this is perfect. Go with a ecumenical group. They'll be, we'll be in a group so I can, you know, use a wheelchair with her and I can get some help if I needed to. So we went and it ended up being a fabulous trip. In fact, we got to meet Pope John Paul II. I mean, oh, wow. It was amazing it was it was as a surprise to her her bishop uh got her tickets to a, a papal audience uh uh after a saint peter's square uh mass so we ended up sitting up going up and sitting on the top uh uh platform where all the little italian brides and grooms sit so they can so the pope can bless them afterwards so we were sitting with the brides and grooms and uh pope john paul actually put his hands on my grandmother's head and blessed her and uh and it, it was amazing but what what was even more amazing to me was just central Italy I just fell in love with the whole region and um it was just to me it was just perfect and beautiful and uh the history of it also intrigued me I, I've always loved history and I've always loved medieval times and the particular history around the central 
Italy, of course, is the history of the Franciscans and the early Franciscans from the third from the early 13th century. And so I saw a lot of the sites, you know, uh, Assisi and Laverna and all these other places. And they really had an impact on me. So when I came home from that, I started researching the heck out of this time period. I mean, I have books and books and books and books. Um, and I've read them all. So, I mean, this is over several years. And I thought, because I thought this would make a great, this would be a great setting for a book. Mm-hmm. And I really thought there was going to be a, a, a book out of it. And then I, I researched and researched and then I would try something and it, it didn't, it just didn't come out. Uh, it just didn't. So I kind of put that aside, but I still love that. You know, I still love that time period and love that research. So that was 20 some years ago. And then a few years after that, we adopted our son and we found out he was four. And within a few years, it was very apparent that he had this special affinity with animals. I mean, they just, he loved them. They loved him. Uh, vicious dogs, you know, would lie down and lick his hand. I mean, he, it was just one of those things. So uh, he started uh, adopting uh, animals. Um, we had a little bit of, of land, so we had enough and he, he started by adopting an older horse, uh, an old, older gelding. Uh, and then he adopted these two lambs. And then he adopted a wild donkey and her newborn foal. So he ended up with two donkeys, a horse, and two sheep. Um, and of course, I was helping him take care of these because I, you know, my husband wasn't going to, I was the one who was, was helping him. Uh, and I got to know these animals and I, I really enjoyed observing them because they, they did some things that I really thought were pretty remarkable. Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't know that animals had these, these types of different personalities, uh, and, uh, and abilities. So uh, that really was, was kind of creating the characters that I was going to use in my book later. I didn't know it at the time. And the third thing is that my research in in the middle midst of my research, I knew this fact, but it just you know was there in my head, which is that um, this Christmas celebration that we kind of take for granted, where you go and you put out your your um, your manger scene mm-hmm. or crash or the church has a living nativity, that that's something that that didn't always exist. It, it's something was kind of I, I don't want to say invented. I would say more popularized, but you know introduced by um, St. Francis in the 13th century. He had come back from the Holy Land. He'd come back from Jerusalem where he'd gone uh, thinking, oh, I'm gonna go talk to the Muslim Sultan. I'm gonna try to convert him. And uh, he went over there and he talked to the Muslim Sultan and uh, he didn't convert him, but the Muslim Sultan thought he was this wonderful, you know, charming, great guy. Um, And so instead of, you know, putting him to death, which, you know, would have been fine with Francis. He would have been a martyr. He, he thought, okay, yeah. maybe I'll get killed. Uh, <laughs> he said, you know what? You're a great guy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let you go into the, uh, you know, Jerusalem and the environs of Jerusalem and go see the holy sites. And they, this was the middle of the crusades. So if you were a Christian, you didn't get in to see that because, you know, the Muslims were in control of, of Acre and Jerusalem and all those places. And, um, you know, uh, they everybody was busy fighting each other, but Francis got in, saw the saw the sights, and a few years later, he uh, he decides to set up. He decides to do this special thing on Christmas Eve, and they had a cave uh, in in a hermitage uh, 
up near a little place called Grecio, and they turned this cave into a manger scene. They put an ox and a donkey and the and a and a little manger and a babe and uh and and Francis gets up and preaches and it's it's something that became like an instant hit. It was just like all of a sudden this was this was it. Everybody all over Europe starts doing the same thing at Christmas time. And now, you know, it's all uh, next year it'll be exactly 800 years because it happened in oh, 12, wow. 20, yeah, 1223. Um for so for 800 years this has been part of our celebration and we, you know, we just assume that it's always been, but it, it had a beginning. So, uh that was something I knew, but of course I hadn't put all this stuff together and then when the download came it all came together. My knowledge of Italy, of 13th century, of the Franciscans and of what Francis had had introduced and these animal personalities and traits and characters. And there was my book. And it's and that's the idea of this. We're going to do this every year. This is going to be the thing. This is going to be the tradition we do every year. Yeah. And that's oh. what that's what it ended up. Yeah, because it was everybody loved it. I mean, they the people came, you know, it happened at night. So here so not only did Francis start the tradition of this living nativity, but the midnight mass with candles mm -hmm. and Christmas carols were just becoming there there were no there were, you know, liturgical songs that had to do with the birth of Christ, but they weren't Christmas carols were just starting to be come popular because the folk tunes, like, mostly they were coming like from France and places like that. But these little folk tunes were were starting to to uh, to become Christmas carols. So you know all that that whole Christmas Eve celebration uh, and the living nativity and everything that was something that uh, Francis started. That's beautiful. The okay. Well, now are there? <clears throat> because before this, you said you've actually been getting been having a lot of like media interactions with it and like i said you know I'm, I'm 32 and i read it are there some i guess ripples outside of the book so if you have this whole background and the download and it kind of seems like it's coalescing into just this point i mean even for instance like with this studio like this was the download at, at one point this was like the tip of the spear and it's like mm -hmm. i create this and then once you do the download and flesh it out you kind of have the feeling of like now what and it's well now you, you're moving forward and then there's another part to the story is there anything like from this book your interactions with it or those who have read it are there any more pieces sort of falling in place to a bigger picture or is that something that will i suppose take time to only see in hindsight i don't know if i'm if i'm putting that correctly in words well i've had it's been a it's been a good reaction uh and um it's it, it's won some awards already the book so that's good um and uh we we do have some plans to make it into a movie so uh we're hoping down the line it'll, it'll be a movie and we you know we, there's somebody who's who's probably gonna be working on the script soon um so because when my husband read it, he said, well, this, this should be a movie. And I was like, well, I'm only thinking about it as a book. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm just thinking book, but he's like, no, this, this should be a movie. So, um, so that, that's kind of nice, but I really just, as I said, I really just want it to be a, a blessing to people, especially our Christmas time, because, you know, a lot of times my husband, and I love to watch 
Christmas movies and read Christmas books and stuff, but so many of them are just kind of, let's just set uh, romance at Christmas because it's nice decorations and we can have them going sledding and skiing and, you know, or let's set the murder mystery at Christmas because then we can use eggnog and things. I mean, <laughs> so you, you sit there and you go, what does this have to really have to do with Christmas? So um, I, I'm very pleased that I, that the book I wrote that was a Christmas book is really about Christmas. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it it doesn't hit you over the head with the message, but you you get it. I mean, when you once you've read it, and uh, and and also just just also just my love for animals. I mean, I really do have you know uh, love animals probably almost as much as my son does, <laughs> and um, and I really uh, uh, think you know that um, we have to we have to one we have to wonder especially if you're a christian you have to you have to sit there and think about what christian stewardship means and and that's 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 uh something people have to think about especially today because there's a lot of you have you have very extremes i mean you have you have a, some scientific establishments who just you know treat animals like dirt basically mm -hmm. and then you've got people in, you know, in certain uh, um, uh, animal rights groups who, who equate hu uh, animal lives with human lives. I mean, you know, to them, an animal's life is worth what a baby's life is or, or, or a child or, or a person. So you've got these extremes and it's like, how do you, uh, you know, if you've got this, this view of Christian stewardship, how should you be thinking about the animals, about animals? And in that sense, I think Francis is a really uh, good, uh, person to to know about because if you understand his view of them which is they are part of God's creation they are wondrous things that God did create and they in their own way by being who they are they are worshiping God um that's when he tells you know when he tells the birds you know just go and be birds yeah. you know go sing go fly that's yeah. giving honor to God Th that's kind of a, a great insight I think into how you should you should regard uh, the creatures that we share this world with, and um, you know, it, it, it. Uh, I think that's another thing that I really wanted to get across to people that that there is that way of thinking, that is uh, it, on neither of those extremes, but it is a very, it, it's a very res respectful and uh, kind of awe-inspiring way at looking at 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 creatures. And then um, I just have to ask for my own curiosity. <laughs> that's kind of what I guess what we first chatted about at the beginning of this is now that you've written this and it's, you know, it's been crystallized into a book. Um, Cause I know I get this. Do you ever get like a feeling of now what of, I think the only way I can describe is like when I finally achieved the goal I've set out to get, it's very bittersweet because I've found that that, having a goal is an organizing principle for me. It, it pulls everything in one direction. It's, you know, it's like gravity. It doesn't matter how, where the river or the stream or the waterfall is going. It's all going down the mountain. And I find that that is, although stressful, and then like we talked about earlier, scary and you got to surrender and have faith. But it is for the most part an organizing principle. When I have something when I have something to do and I have a goal to achieve, I found that whether it's 
lifting weights in high school or getting into medical school out of college or doing graphic design or now doing this podcast when I have an overarching goal, everything else kind of snaps to attention. I, I sleep better. Mm-hmm. I, I I work out better. I'm more efficient with my time. Right. Even in other things, I find I'm like a better person. I find I'm more like loving and stuff that is completely unrelated to whatever it is I'm doing. And it's so great. And I'm so hell-bent on achieving the goal. Mm-hmm. And then when I achieve it, I kind of feel like I'm standing like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, to, right, I yeah. don't know what to do now. And, uh-huh. then I, and then I set the next goal and it goes on and on and on. Right. Do you get that feeling at all? Now that you, you had the background, you had the download, you had the, you put it in and now it's fleshed out. Uh, I've got a few decades on you, Tommy. And, you know, I'm kind of like, this this didn't happen on my own this did this is something i couldn't have even dreamed about doing Hmm. i never would have thought i would would do something like this i mean i was hoping i would do a book and it didn't happen because of my own efforts or my own goal setting it it happened when god decided to, to to give it to me and gave me the ability to do it to you know to to find the time to to write this so and i'm so grateful to him for for letting me do this and for being able to be a part of this that i'm fine i mean if i you know i would love to write another book but if another book doesn't happen i'm fine because this is greater than i could have imagined um and i think as you get older you start to see i know my husband talks about this like he talks about dreams and destiny and that sometimes you get so caught up in what you want to do and you can kind of bypass some of the things that God wants for you. Hmm. Uh, And the things he wants for you are so much better. (laughs) And you don't even realize it because you don't even have any idea what it's going to be. And you have to, if, if you're too, you know, goal oriented is good. As long as you're keeping yourself open to what, to, to what God may be, you know, it's just like when they say, you know, okay, well, Things didn't work out the way I wanted to. Well, maybe there's an opportunity here. Well, yeah, there maybe there is because maybe God is closing a door. Yeah, that's when I talk about closing a door, opening doors. So you've got to be in your life. You've got to be kind of ready for that. Uh, if if you're not ready for 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 God to direct you, you won't be directed by God, and you're going to miss out on things that you would not have even imagined. Okay, I'm I'm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You seem to be a little more uh, at peace and wise with this than I am. I think I'm still very much so a bull in a china shop. Oh, you've got uh, things to prove, you know? So. Uh, yeah, I definitely still have that hard-headed, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I know what's best. I got to, I got to, very much so that sort of like human, I have to get the round peg into the square hole. Like I will make this happen, you know, through hell or high water. Right. And I don't think that's entirely bad, but I can definitely see where it can be too much. And I think I need it to can be, be limited. It can be limited. What can be lim- correct. It's yes. if you're not open to other possibilities, you're going to completely miss out on it. Right. And, and those are possibilities that you are not going to not even have anything to do with. It's just going yeah. to be what life is going to, you know, and God is going to, to do, uh, 
through your life that's going to be those possibilities. So you can't, it's not like you can sit there going, well, I haven't made, I haven't thought of all the possibilities. Maybe I should think of some more possibilities. That's, <laughs> you that's can, the, yeah. Because I can see that. You've already started to think that way, aren't you, Tommy? Well, oh, no, I have. I, you just yeah. you no, no, nailed no. the it's head. Not, you nailed it. No, it's nothing you you can do. It's nothing you can do except, oh. be, except be open to it. And the way you be open to it is be close to God and thinking, okay, God, I'm here. Talk to him. Say, you know what? I I think my day's going this way, but if you want it to go that way, I'm I'm ready for it. You know, you just got to be, he, he, he's not going to do this if you're not, you know, open and willing to, you're just not going to, you see, they're not going to happen or you're just not going to see it. I got you. It's like the uh, luck is when opportunity meets preparation or a better way to visualize it is like, if you're cracking a safe, you can't just hit the code. You also have to be, you know, pushing and pulling in the right way. And I think that I pride myself so much on my ability to carry out the goal once I get the download that yeah i can kind of i feel like i'm standing at the boss's desk and i'm like i did the thing where's the next where's, where's the next? That? what do you want me to do give, give me the <laughs> and i get impatient with no and you just said it perfect i no I, I think i really needed to hear that it's not that you go all right i haven't thought of all the possibilities it's no no I'll, so many times like the biggest changes in this podcast have truly come from like i'll get an email from someone and it'll be like Hey, I yeah, like, hey, I was on a plane sitting next to someone and we ended up chatting and I asked what they were listening to and they showed me a podcast and they're they're listening to a podcast and that podcast was you and you were talking about a book and I love that book. And next thing I know, you know, I realized I mean, I'd love to be on your and it's like a guest I never could have in a million years got. And no part of me is like, good job, Tommy, you made that happen. No, you're like, oh, awesome. The lottery. (laughs) Yeah, I, don't, I think I think I needed to hear that is no don't yeah. can't just sit around and go what other possible no that no yeah. it just you got to be yeah. open you got to be open you have to work hard you have to be it's not gonna just you can't just have it but you do have to be close to God and very much so I mean it's sort of the antithesis of the human ego trying to control everything no you just have to go it'll fall in my lap when it's meant to mm-hmm exactly exactly <laughs> and it's hard and for me to be at peace with that but it's the uh, i know well you're you're you, you know what the longer you live this life the more <laughs> it, it'll it'll become a little easier because it, it first of all it gets easier the more you practice it and second of all the more you sit there and look back at like you said you look back at your life and it'll start to occur to you and it's like you know like <laughs> it's, it's happened before you don't yeah, need right. to make the sunrise right. it's gonna right. rise. Right. Right. And and so that that youthful that youthful kind of I'm just gonna go for it. Hard headed it's gonna just kind of moderate when when things things will happen and surprises will happen and good ones, bad ones, and you'll start to realize what I'm saying. So, you know, in twenty years, you'll you'll be you'll be fine with this, I'm sure. But you oh. know, if you wanna if you wanna if you want to uh you know uh save yourself a lot of grief in the meantime. <laughs> just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. Enjoy the ride because you are hanging on to the one who's going to keep you through that ride, and who's going to. You. you know, it's not just like enjoy the ride. But I don't know, you know, I'm 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 in free fall. No, that's not it. It's uh, you, you're you're enjoying the ride because you're being carried. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's the way you, you enjoy the ride. The giant steampunk contraption is yeah. forming <laughs> right in front of you. Just or right in front of you. Right, exactly, exactly. <sighs> 
And um, before I, another thing before I forget, because you're mm -hmm. a graphic designer. So I wanted your opinion of the illustrations in this book. I thought, so for me, I never like took official graphic designing. I uh -huh. never took a class. I never took anything. I just, for me, it has always been, when does it feel like it's, when does it feel like it's right? Like setting up this studio, there's no, you know, I don't get graded on it. I, I knew what I wanted it to look like. I wanted this to kind of be futuristic with lights and neon and things. And I wanted everything to be matte black. So for me, it's very much so what I feel is correct. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of a, a, a BS answer, but they felt correct. Okay. And they felt correct. Okay. Well, I, I say that I say that as someone who most people look at the stuff I make and they go, I don't like this. And I go, I don't, I don't care. I think the one that <laughs> Dr. Gian has that hoodie people yeah, look right. at it, they're like, what is it? It's like, it's a tree with a galaxy superimposed oh, on no, a, it's wonderful. I love that. But to me, it's, it's I'm moving the the dial on the safe and it just goes and right. I go there it is and someone else might look at it and go what do you mean there it is and I go there it is yeah. and other people are like you this, lo <laughs> this looks like the rantings of a madman and I'm like it no, may no, be I, but I like, love it no it's perfect it's perfect That's so I'm not well, I'm not sure I my feedback is the most uh uh technically valued well I'm gonna here's here's a an example of mm -hmm. I just want to tell you the story behind the illustration. Sure, please do. That's kind of fun, since you're a creative artistic type as well. Um, about a long time ago, when I was first out of uh, college, one of my jobs was working for, uh, I did um, a, a column for a uh, science fiction magazine. So I was in one of the, one of the uh, because the uh, as someone I knew who was uh he was my uh, editor at the newspaper and he was starting a science fiction kind of like a fanzine and um he hired me because he sat down to talk to me about did you know anything about science fiction and i gave him you know the history of just about everything in science fiction and and every author because i'd read it all so he was like okay she knows so <laughs> so uh while i was there there he had a bunch of young illustrators there doing covers and stuff for the magazine and one of them was this guy named Courtney Skinner and I'd always liked Courtney's work because in particular he he, he was a New Englander and he he also besides doing illustrations he did a lot of historical stuff and he was just really great when it came to to matching historical stuff so when I thought of him I said oh my goodness I wonder if Courtney's still you know doing illustrations and stuff because he'd be able to nail medieval you know and um so I sent him, the, I found him, I, he, and he lives in Virginia now, and I sent him the book, and he came back to me and he said, I see medieval woodcuts, but in a modern style, and, and, and I see a medieval border around them, and I just went, <laughs> that's great, um, because when he, first when he said medieval, medieval woodcuts, I said, I like medieval woodcuts too, but sometimes they're kind of scary, because they're mm -hmm. very exaggerated you know you've seen them they're very you know they make you know people look almost like of, almost gargoyle almost gargoyleish and i was like that's too scary and he's like no we're gonna modernize it a little but it's gonna seem like still seem like a woodcut and yep right 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 so um and then when he he showed me these borders and i went oh they're beautiful 
And I was like, that's it. You know, they 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 were going to be black and white illustrations anyway. I said, that is like the best I could have ever imagined. So um, I'm really grateful to Courtney Skinner uh, for for the illustrations that he did. I think the I think the cover illustration, I love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. It is it is warm and fuzzy. Yeah. As as you can tell, again, I don't have. I don't have professional graphic feedback. But again, when I look at something, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a professional term. <laughs> I know, but someone that actually has like a you know a degree in graphic design will be like, well, the, the way the saturation and the highlights versus the stuff I make, I'm like, oh, it feels right, and they're like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, yes, I don't know. It, it it it's and so that's but to me that's what yes. it is. It's warm. Yes, it's the feeling of like it. a it's a feeling of like a fireplace. And uh, and really the um the uh cover design was by a woman named diane lawrence and she used one of uh courtney's illustrations and then created this color scheme to go with it it's so perfect it, yeah. it really is perfect it really is and i i want to i you know um kudos to my publisher for because i said look please gary i really want a hardcover version of this because I want this to be, you know, this is something I want people to have in their library or library, school libraries to have. And, you know, paperback just doesn't cut it. And he, he, he went along with me on that. Um, and before we go, I need to mm -hmm. tell people too, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, when you go to the online, uh, the online behemoth who shall not be named, that sells books, among other things. They're very, uh, very behind sometimes with their shipping and with their stocking and things seem to be out of stock when they're not. So if people want to get this in a very quick, you know, in a in, in a quick fashion and at a at a 15% discount, they should go to the publisher's um, bookstore. He he uh, created his own bookstore uh, because of, the, of those problems with the big uh, online booksellers. Uh, and it's called uh, faithfultext.com. Okay. Faithfultext.com. You can put in a code to get 50% off and, you know, they, they'll have the book. It'll always be in stock. You'll get it, uh, you know, within a few days. So I just needed to say that because <laughs> I just, I would love people to have it. And, and if it, if you do order this and uh, it's, already Christmas or after Christmas, this is also a treat that you can read uh, for yourself during the Christmas season. You know, when you finally, like with, with women like me, moms, wives, we don't relax until Christmas. So that's uh, very true. That's uh, very so, true. So we don't have time to read this stuff, but from between Christmas and New Year's, that's, that's a great time uh, or after New Year's to read these, uh, a nice Christmas book. So, well, if you could, um, if you could please just, uh, in our email thread if you could just copy and paste the link to it and i'll put that I right will. in the description for everybody to see and uh as well as any other links you want in there i always whatever you want i'll plug and okay. um great i'll send it send that to you well thank you so much for your time i thoroughly enjoyed this conference i needed it this is i think the i think the snow was a i think that was a sign that it's gonna work out it's the steampunk bridge and i think the nugget i got out of this is you can't sit around and think of all the other possibilities. They're just that robs the magic of it. It's just it falls in your lap when it's meant to. And it's it takes patience and it takes surrendering, which are two things I'm very much so not good at. And but you, uh, but you are good. At, I bet you would be good though at keeping open to possibilities. You're not uh, going to just 
you, when you see something, you're not going to just, you know, dismiss it sometimes. Sometimes it, it, sometimes something you would ordinarily dismiss, God's going to say, eh, Just keep wait it a minute. open wait a minute. up all of I it. mean, there have been a million romance movies written about, you know, the people who are perfect for each other, who were just, you know, passing like ships in the night, didn't mm -hmm. see it, you know, something had to happen to bring that together. And then, you know, the, the audience and the, the, all their friends, everybody was like, well, of course they're perfect for each other, but they didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, and they wouldn't have known it if they had just kept going on their courts. On their respective. And I right. know what's best. I know what's supposed right. to happen. And I'm headed here and I'm not watching anything to the side. I'm just dead. You know, I'm just blind, you know, blindly going this way because I'm right now I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship or I'm not, you know, interested in that guy or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were wrong. They, yeah. it was, <laughs> and everybody knows that kind of situation happens yeah. and that uh, some people, um, you know, will, will pass like ships in the night because they, they are not open to what they're not looking around and, and seeing what's in front of them or seeing, you know, what God is, uh, is kind of nudging them towards. So, so you see, so you, you know, the closer you get to God, the easier it is for you to feel those little nudges. Like I'm supposed to do this, or I'm not supposed to do that. Um, that's, that's something that takes, takes practice. Okay. Um, I'm getting my download from you. Um, <laughs> okay. all right. I need, I need, I need, this is, this was perfect. This was, I needed this. Good, and, good. Well, God bless you, uh, Tommy. It was great to finally have a face-to-face -face conversation with you. I, instead of hearing, just hearing the highlights from my husband, who always enjoys talking to you. But, uh, well, the tables have turned. Now he can hear the highlights from you. you yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. You, you'll be like, you'll be like, I'll put you in touch if he's if he's free. Tommy's my friend now. And, uh, <laughs> I know you're just worming your way into the family. I, I understand. It's the long con. I'm a. I'm. It's the. That's the whole podcast is a charade. It's just to get adopted by you guys. It's this is all front. This is all this is all a facade. It's fake. It's this is a CIA front. It goes it's so many layers deeper than what you think. Um, That's great, Miss Gian. Thank you so much for your time oh, and you're welcome. a beautiful thank you for book. reading my book. Absolutely. As I said, I will. Uh, you give me time out of your day. I'm going to read the book. I'm, that's just. This is great. Well, if a 32 year old uh, male likes this book, then I think I've I've succeeded. Yes. And I truly, it's, I think, as we said earlier, you know, when the heart's not behind it, you can tell I, I can't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have the conversation we had today if my heart wasn't there and I don't, I can't fake it. I thoroughly enjoyed this and I, I can't, I couldn't sit here and tell you I needed this episode if I truly didn't mean it. So I genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I needed today's wow. episode and that You're I'm welcome. very, thank very you. grateful. Yes, thank you because i really enjoyed this as well i mean thank you, know, you yeah it's 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 not often that you can you know talk to someone uh like yourself and feel like you could have something you can say to them <laughs> yeah. you start talking to anybody on the street about a download they're gonna call the cops like, i got a download i saw it all in my head they're gonna be like honey get in the car there's a crazy guy and i'm like no listen it's a download from god they're like get away from me it's uh no i get that too we, we can be crazy in our in our own uh, in our own we can confirm each other's craziness um but miss gian Thank you so much. I will. This episode well, will be up later today. And uh, if you could please send me those links, I'll put them in the description. I'll and, do that. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Um, you too. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. Thank you so much.